up, East High? Hello, podcast listeners. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 3, senior year, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And I'm Tyler. And today we're talking about Minute 41 of High School Musical 3, senior year. Minute 41 starts out with Chad and Troy walking through a busy cafeteria and ends with Chad saying Taylor McKessie. That is her name. Indeed. He is speaking to her. And it's not often that you get to say someone's full name like that. Well, not not necessarily full name because he doesn't say her middle name. She's not she's not in trouble. They're not getting married. That's the only like kind of the two times you use the middle name is like marriage. And... <laughs> I guess if you were in court or something. But he would have to be like the judge or the bailiff or whatever the prosecute. I, I don't know. Remember that scene in Holes when, when the judge says, Stan the Yelnats, please rise. And then all three of the Stan the Yelnats just stand up. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. I like that movie. <laughs> Me too. I was, um, I, I sent you a video from what, using Holes uh, yeah. audio this week. That was good. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was the I'm tired, grandpa. You, that's too damn bad. You keep digging. Yeah. But it audio, was the 80s but- cast. But it was Hades Town people. Anyway, we're talking about Chad's promposal. Yeah. Which honestly, Taylor irks me to my bone. <laughs> Taylor is like the epitome of the reason I don't like promposals. Because she is She's being passive aggressive. She's being passive aggressive. She's also being entitled, which I don't love that look on her. Yeah, they've always had this problem. They've always had this problem with Taylor where she's like, she's like too snooty to be like a relatable character. Mm-hmm. I, it, which is not to say that she's not a relatable character because maybe some people do find her, find her um, confidence appealing. But it's like, I'm senior class president and I'm in charge of this and in charge of that and of and I'm a day already dating this person. Of course, I deserve a fancy promposal. Yeah, I need to be the center of attention. It's just rude in the in this moment. It's just like not. It's just not hitting. It's almost like if Sharpay were to do something like this, I'd be like, yeah, it's Sharpay. Obviously, she's gonna be like this. But I think because it's Taylor and Taylor, I want to be more down to earth. I want her to be a little more like Gabriella in terms of like. Yeah, we're already dating. Yeah. Like, it's fine. Well, let's go into detail with what exactly is happening. So, yeah, so Chad walks up to her holding the flowers and she's like three quarter turned. So she's already like pretty much facing him. But she's like, he's talking like, to- they're like barely making eye contact. She's like half eating at the table, talking with her gal pals, half looking at Chad. Mm-hmm. And then he he nervously stumbles um, hey. Um, hey, will you go with me? Like, he doesn't necessarily finish the thought. Yeah, and she just, like, turns her back on him. Yeah. And, well, for one thing, it's weird from Chad's perspective, too, because we went we went from the last minute from Chad being, like, overly confident slash expectant of one side of things where he's like, well, of course, of course, like we're going to prom together, like we've been dating. It mm-hmm. would be silly to think otherwise. And so 
he didn't really think that he had to propose. And so in the, you know, in the two minutes ago when when this all happened as set up, it was like, okay, Chad's just being presumptuous. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to, he didn't want to do a whole promposal because he thought that that would be a waste of time or something. Now it seems like he doesn't want to do a promposal because he's too nervous to ask or like be over the top, which has never really been Chad's thing. Or well, yes and no. He has shown nerves when related to quote unquote performing, which this is basically a performative act he is doing right now. Like on the court, he's totally calm, like calm and confident. But when he's done like the talent show stuff or even a little bit with the job, like he was nervous about being catty and he was also annoyed about being catty, but. I think there's that center of attention, the choice to be the center of attention versus being well, on a but team. But then, but then there are enough counter arguments. Whereas, like, you know, Chad is the first to, you know, argue with Troy about wanting to be like, or or not wanting to be, you know, forced to work all summer. He's sort of the voice. He's the sort of the voice of that group. Like he's in the past, he hasn't been willing. He hasn't been afraid to speak his mind. I guess to Troy is the caveat. And then the one other thing is he's never been like, he's never been like too quiet. Specifically, we had the library scene in the first movie where Mm -hmm. he was being too loud. Like Chad being too soft-spoken has never been a problem. But the thing is, I don't think he, like Taylor's like, oh, it's so loud in here. I can't hear you. I'm like, girl, (laughs) that's you being a jerk right now. Like, (laughs) First she says, Oh, they've got tuna surprise for lunch. It's good. It's really good. But like, you know, which I thought was kind of funny as a line delivery. Yeah, but obviously still mean. Yeah, it's mean and also like, what is it with this girl and telling Chad with what's on the menu for lunch today? (laughs) That's like their bit. It's Um, a weird bit. And then and then he says, "Excuse me, Taylor, I'm trying to ask you to prom." And then she says, "What? I can't hear you. It's too loud." Yeah. It's like no, Taylor. You can hear him. You're just which is like a teacher tactic, which is like what I do when someone shouts a question at me and everyone else is also talking. And be like, it would have been great if you raised your hand and everyone else wasn't talking, so that I could answer this question and everybody could hear the answer. But this isn't like a this isn't like a hey, we want Taylor wants him to do it in the right way. Air quotes. Problem is, there is no like right or wrong way to propose to someone. It's just like. It is what it is. It depends on what your relationship is and what the parties are comfortable with. And like understanding that, oh, my partner is not big and flashy in this respect or this isn't a big deal to my partner. And yeah. So, yeah, as as we've talked about, it is a controlling behavior, but um, it's not out of the norm for, I suppose, this era of high school movie. No, it's not out of the norm for the era, but I think it's out of character for Taylor. Like, even if we think about the first time that he asked her to go out on a date, it was super cash, and, like, she loved it. She's like, like a date? (laughs) Well, that's the problem, is that the romance between Chad and Taylor has always been underdeveloped. So it's not like it's out of character for Taylor, I would argue, but it's like, what what character are we working with? It's always been the thinnest of 
yeah, of character fair. traits for her. That's fair. And she's never been a well-rounded character. No, that's fair. That being said, you know, there is the argument that, like, Taylor, you know, being a person of color has to, you know, make up for certain ways that she's been treated at certain points in her life. And it often is the argument that what other people see as, you know, snooty or um, over rebellious is actually people standing up for what they deserve. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, the empowered version of Taylor is, you know, she's standing up for what she deserves and saying, I'm going to get the best of every situation and I'm not going to let anyone treat me as less than what I, what I deserve and what I, what I want in life. So that is the other argument. No, that's absolutely fair, and and I could see it going this way, but that's not the point it's trying to make right now. Like, <laughs> that's not what this movie is going for. I wish it was, but yeah, yeah. Then there's that like, okay, then what about Chad kind of thing as another person of color, and yeah, we're not equipped to talk about it, and nope. the movie's also not equipped to talk not about it. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so. Troy intervenes. Yep. <laughs> you wanted me to intervene. I'm intervening. <laughs> yeah, Troy is like, okay, I, I can help my buddy here. If Taylor's going to be annoying about this, I will get the entire cafeteria to listen in on this conversation. Yeah, well, yeah, so Taylor says it's too loud, and so Troy goes, okay, everybody listen up, and then he says, yo, yo to get everyone's attention. And he says, my friend has something to say, which is a great setup. Yeah. It's not my friend has a question to ask. It's my friend has something to say. And I don't know, has this ever happened to you in like a cafeteria or a dining hall where like everything stops so that like one person can talk? Not in this manner. I think the only time like I've ever been in a like cafeteria where everything goes silent is like there's a big crash or like a, a someone falls or <laughs> more on that yeah, idea. Yeah, and then sometimes like a teacher or a principal has to make an announcement. Yeah. Which is a different, different vibe, yeah. obviously. Because usually if like a promposal happens in the middle of the cafeteria, it's like kind of like, a, you know, a proposal at a restaurant, like, Maybe half the restaurant hears it, but then the other half's kind of like, oh, what's going on over there? Like, yeah. You might hear someone say, she said yes, and then everyone claps, and then you also clap. Out but, of obligation for everyone around you. <laughs> so the idea that the whole cafeteria does sort of quiet down is interesting. Well, Troy, it's Troy the basketball boy. Yeah, I guess. If it were your, they'd be like, shut up, freshman. <laughs> yeah but and then Chad, Chad stands takes up this on moment table. takes this moment to um, rise to the occasion literally he steps up onto one of the classic <laughs> East High cafeteria spinning tables which is a dangerous proposition yes. because they're known to spin they do spin <laughs> it's weird that we're back here in the cafeteria with someone standing on a table yet again. Like, we've already had it in this movie, and now... And he's not even doing a sick a cello solo. guitar solo. I know. Nor <laughs> nor are they... Nor is he imagining his future. Nor is he imagining dragons. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I went there. So, yeah, he just stands up on the table and spreads his arm out 
and it's like Taylor McKessie. And then we get the rest of it in the next minute. But it's just All right, I, best best movie proposals or sorry, I guess you could finish your thought. Sometimes the phrase it's just sigh is is a is a complete thought, but <laughs> Yeah, I think it might just be a complete thought. But what really like it's fresh like it feels out of character for Chad. Like I, I just feels out of place in the movie overall. The, yeah, it just it doesn't this whole flubbed promposal thing. It's just it doesn't work for me. Like, it would have been way more interesting if it was Jason or Zeke or Ryan like someone doing we didn't this. Know that like yeah, if it was okay, how is Ryan going to fulfill Sharpay's push to ask Kelsey to prom? That would have been. A perfect fit for the movie. Or Zeke asking Sharpay to prom because we don't know who she's going with. And yeah. Yeah. She's Anyone not that taking we have assumed they were going Joe together. Jonas or, or whatever. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it is for them to be so focused on Chad and Taylor when they've ignored their relationship for the most part and. It doesn't fulfill no, the character growth of yeah, there's either. No, there's no preceded plot moment that this is fulfilling. Like, like if it was Ryan asking Kelsey, like, it'd be like, oh, he's doing what Sharpay asked a while ago and or any like literally anything else. Like, it's just like, OK, Taylor's just. So that happened. Yeah. And sometimes movies do this where you're like, well, a scene happened. And then the next scene happens and I'm just watching a series of scenes that have been combined together with no like logical thought. And I think that's like the worst thing that movies can do sometimes. We're also in a tricky format for watching this movie. Maybe it doesn't slog as much watching it in the setting. Like it doesn't stand out of being like a weird blip. In the grand scheme of things, it is like a, you know, a two and a half minute portion of the film. That is being spent on Chad and Taylor, which we don't normally get. It's but awesome. Yeah. <laughs> when you get something, but it's it's a real Faustian bargain. I wanted it, but not like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, yeah, the, the genie duped us. Indeed. Speaking of genie, and this is kind of related, did you watch that new 100 short um, for Disney, Once Upon a Studio? No, I haven't watched anything on Disney Plus ever. Other than this. Well, I have watched things on Disney Plus, but um I don't I don't go into the like little little tiny thing like that they release. I just you know Well it had a TV watch an episode of Loki if I feel like it. So last Sunday they released this on television kind of thing, I guess during the football game or something. And it's like a little fifteen minute short celebrating 100 years of Disney animation and highlighted a bunch of Disney animated characters from movies like from the animation studio not TV and at the end there's this big like photo of um, four, 543 characters and they like include some Melody Time folks they include some like Make Mine Music some of the sh many shorts over the years and stuff and it was just really cute and they actually you know how there's that rumored 
Robin Williams improv session from the beginning when he's like doing the the lamp reveal. They pulled some of some of the uh, line from that like improv session or one of the improv sessions from Aladdin like the original recording and used it in the film or in the short with permission from the estate so it's actually Robin Williams voicing the genie again and they brought back oh. a lot of other like classic like Jeremy Irons as Scar and Adina Menzel for Elsa and I was going to say like Oh, using a clip of Robin Williams from a random recording session that wasn't scripted for the movie. That thing that he specifically sued them over and didn't want them to do. <laughs> but okay, I guess if they got the estate's permission, then it's fine. Yeah, it was kind of like a, like, I, I'm guessing it was more from when he got released from the lamp, that improv session, as opposed to like the table at the beginning one, because it was like, oh man, yeah. <laughs> Just, like, the way it was said, it was almost like that 10,000 years can give you such a crick in the neck. Like, that vibe of it, as opposed to, like, him being the shopkeeper at the beginning. But it was a really cool short, and they did some of the characters a little dirty in the animation style. Like, they did, for Cinderella and Prince Charming, it looked more like their cinderella 3 animation style as opposed to their classic style well it's it's hard to it's hard to recreate like old technology like that sometimes yeah Yeah. but it was recently pointed out to me in like a tiktok or an instagram reel that the reason it became too expensive to produce 2d animation in the mid 2000s was not necessarily because of the style of production so much as the fact that 2D animators were unionized and 3D animators weren't. Mm-hmm. So the labor costs were just more, mm-hmm. which I found to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, there's that. And then just there's more people kind of needed for 2D. Like you have the primary drawers, the inkers, the smear frame, the color. Like there are just more people involved per shot well yes but surely that there there are equivalent numbers of people doing all of those things in 3d animation as well i don't know (laughs) um just interesting you know as hollywood evolves and the new technologies come through Mm -hmm. there's always these little loopholes anyway so um just so we can fill up like three or four more minutes of episode time you know, why have a short episode? What do you Thanks. think are some of the best proposals or harrowing of one's soul to to another person like moments? I guess your classic would be 10 Things I Hate About You, Heath Ledger singing to Julia oh, Stiles. Yeah. yeah. You're like, this is, you know, this is what I got. This is me singing out to you in this moment. I honestly. While that one, that one's not really a proposal or of any sort. That one's more like, hey, notice me. I want you to, I, I need you to fall in love with me kind of thing. I think the poem at the end of that movie, when she's reading her 10 Things I Hate About You, that one is really good. I would be a poor, poor person if I did not mention uh, both of Darcy's proposals to Lizzie Bennett in Pride and Prejudice 
I'm specifically thinking the 2005 one, the one in the rain, and then the one at the end when they're in the meadow. Um, both of those are great. The I love you most ardently. Um, <laughs> and then I love, I love, I love you. Um, both of those are great. I think, I think like, yeah, the bearing of one's soul. I said harrowing. I don't know. Just tr- trying to find the right word. Maybe like, this is me. This is who I am. This is everything I have. It's sort of the I guess say anything is this is the Hollywood standard of the yeah. boombox, which the, is a you know a problematic choice. Yeah, I don't. Um, but yeah. the, the this is me exposing my heart. Would Wesley yelling as you wish as he rolls down the hill, like he just accepts Buttercup pushing him down the hill, and he yells as you wish, like is that count? Or would it be more like the world's in shortage of per- perfect breasts? It would be a shame to lose yours. <laughs> uh, I guess the first one would be better. I'm thinking of Fantastic Mr. Fox. I guess the some some something about you know Mr. Fox having to like you know subject himself to Felicity like be like this is this is all that I am. I'm nothing more. And then her mm. telling him like no, you need to be better. Yeah. Yeah, um, that is a good one. Uh, Jack and Sally at the end of Nightmare Before Christmas with their little song. My dearest friend, if you don't mind, I'd like to join you by your side. That's a good one. Interesting, yeah. Um, I had another one. Oh, I, I guess I guess the graduate is a, is a standard of this. Um, that would be what's his name pounding on the glass in the church to you know to to get the young girl that he wants to marry to stop marrying the other guy i've never seen the graduate okay you know the end of wayne's world 2 is it also the same as the end of shrek kind of <laughs> cuz i was just yeah, thinking the, the end of shrek the, when the, you were i object that. in shrek yeah but in in the graduate like he gets to the church but he can only get in this like side door and there's like this glass this like glass promenade on okay. the other side looking down and he has to bang on the glass be like, Hey, okay. And then they do it in Wayne's world too, but he's at the wrong church. So he's like, sorry, wrong wedding. And it's very funny. Okay. <laughs> Cause he goes to the second congregational church and not the first congregational <laughs> church. <laughs> that is good. But Shrek, <laughs> but I think Shrek's another good one. The you are beautiful. And then Thelonious asking everyone to say, aw. <laughs> That's good. I like Yeah, how surely we... there are more like oh, classic romantic moments. In absolutely. Film. We're just talking about all the comedy ones, basically. Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think of moments where someone says someone's full name, like. Yeah, I don't I got I got nothing. I'm even trying okay. to think of like weddings, just period. Like, let me think of a wedding. That's not the wedding Shrek. singer. Oh, that one's a good one. When he's on the plane. Oh yeah, that is a good one. Yeah, and, and Billy Idol's Billy there. there. <laughs> you don't. I think talk that might be Billy one of the Idol best. Like that. <laughs> yeah, I that think, one is. I good. think wedding singer might be one of the. I mean, great movie. Yeah. Yeah, you get some. Some Dan Lovitz, mm-hmm. and that's it. All oh, right. Yeah. Well, th- I think we found. I think we found the best one. So yeah. 
So until next time, you can find us on social media. We're at Amateur Nerds on Instagram. Or at Wildcat Minute on Tumblr. You can also send us an email to AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know your favorite movie proposal. I'm sure there were many that we did not think of. Was it from The Proposal? Sorry, I was trying to think of that one with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. I think that's The Proposal. Is that The Proposal? (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to think of what it was called. That was what I spent a lot of that last few minutes trying to think of with what that movie was called. Uh, Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at TGoldenArt on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com. I have been Condra. And I've been Tyler. We'll see you next time to find out if Taylor says yes, you can bet on it. <laughs>